0: is Not Often Heard with Gary Taylor and Mark Stockley.
1: Hello and welcome to Not Often Heard, the podcast, and this is Mellow Pod number two. My name is Gary.
0: My name is Mark.
1: And welcome. Uh, so today we're going to be looking at the second semi-final of Melody Festival in 2020, which took place in Gothenburg. Yes. So we're going to look at the uh, runners and riders from that night. And there were some ups and there were some downs and some some tears were shed, I believe.
0: Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, that makes me sad.
1: Mainly by Linda fans, I have to say. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we had
1: Seven Acts once again queuing up to try and get the ticket to Eurovision to represent Sweden. And to be honest, not a stellar week for me i have to say no Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to romp through all seven songs and give you a little bit a bit more of a review in depth about it and we would love to hear from you if you disagree with what we're saying if you agree or whatever your thoughts are we would love to hear from you you will see the contact details on how to get in touch with the show below the description for the podcast okay so song number one was from Clara Hammerstrom and was Nobody.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: not a bad pop song, I have to admit. No. no. Uh, I like the staging of it. Uh-huh. Uh, she's kind of dressed in this glittery catsuit, which we've seen a few times before on the Melfest stage.
0: Yeah. It reminded me a bit of a Britney.
1: Yes. was a bit... It was very radio-friendly, I thought. It was the kind of thing <laughs> I, you would hear on... No, regular commercial radio over in this country. Definitely, On On that. She put in a, a very good, solid performance, to be honest. I can't really falter for that. It just no. didn't really uh, inspire, fire me up, shall no. we say. I,
0: I I exactly, I felt exactly the same. I was just a bit like... Oh, it's all right. It's pleasant enough. You know, I can, as you said, I could hear it. I can hear it being played on uh, radio stations up and down the country, across Europe. Um, I thought some of the lyrics weren't particularly clear, but then, you know, I always cut a bit of slack because, you know, they're singing in uh, a, lang- a second language. Mm. Uh, so I always, you know, give them a bit of slack there. I did think at the end of the show, when they were doing a recap of all the songs, before the voting started but it sounded better on a second listen compared to all the other songs as well.
1: Yeah. I think my problem with it is the fact that it, it felt very similar to a lot of the songs I was seeing in Australia decides, which happened earlier on that day. And the fact that it's interchangeable, you could look at that and go, well, I have no idea what country that's come from. Yeah. I suppose I sometimes hunger for the old days where each country had its own stamp and you could tell. Why the song? Where that's from? <laughs> and I know the contest is different these days. And, and yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 global. It's more universal should the songs are, rather than representing your country as such. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the free language rule. So for me, I think that was one. wasn't one of the selling points. It was just a bit too generic, I suppose. Okay, let's move on to song number two. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Jan Johansson with uh, Mira. Mira Clunas Tid. and he was a last-minute replacement, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, um, Thorsten Flink.
1: Thorsten Flink, who yep. unfortunately wasn't able to perform uh, due to some legal issues and uh, happening. Yes. So this guy had a really tough time. He he was asked to do it at less than a week's notice. He had gigs lined up in the week, which meant he couldn't turn up for rehearsals on the Wednesday with everybody else. I don't think it was till like almost the Friday he actually arrived on site at uh, Gothenburg. So he's had less than a week to learn it and he's had less rehearsal time than the others. <clears throat> so kudos to him for doing that. Oh, Gives yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. They
1: ask a lot of the, uh, the performers. And you know what? It It's a perfectly nice ballad. I like the fact that it was sung in Swedish. It's nice to hear a bit of the Swedish language. It was competently delivered. absolutely professional. Nothing wrong with it but not setting the stage alight either, I feel.
0: No, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It was a competent performance, delivered uh, well vocally, nice enough staging, but it's not going to set the world on fire. I've got a question about it there, Gary. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the same song that Thorsten Flink would have sung?
1: Yes, it is. And yeah. it, So they only replaced the performer because SVT's argument was, well, it's a song contest, so the song is the entry, not yeah. the performer. So they, they they just substituted uh, Jan uh, for Thorsten. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, because obviously this was all arranged well ahead of time, these these artists were announced back in uh, November December last year. So they had to replace him in the promo pic. They didn't have the video clip of Jan with along with all the others. So it looked it kind of stuck out slightly when they did a rundown of all the artists coming up. Yeah, it kind of cut to his his bit, and it was a, a picture of him kind of photoshopped in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it did stick out. But also interestingly, when the album gets released, which should be after the final, I believe, or maybe even after Second Chance, once all the songs are known, mm. um, it's actually going to be Thorsten's version that's on the CD. Oh, so it's not Jan.
0: Okay, but I
1: guess because everything's already been mastered and, and you know arranged, yeah, and kind of even, yeah, kind of got stock printed and ready to go. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah.
0: I just the the reason I ask is because Thorsten Flink has a bit of a reputation, doesn't he? Suppose being a being a bit of a I don't know for want of a better phrase, a bit of a bad boy. Um, and I just thought, based on his reputation, I thought the song was a bit of an odd choice for him to sing it because it was <laughs> kind of like a soft, like lovey dovey ballad.
1: Well, perhaps I'd... trying to show a different side of him.
0: Maybe, maybe, but I kind of thought, well, if that's his image and that's kind of what he's known for, you know, play up to your strengths. Yeah.
1: So on to song number three, uh, which is Dotter and Bulletproof. Now, this one did get through uh, directly to the final. Mm-hmm. And it was a good song. I like it. Uh, it, it improves on more listens, I, I think. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it, again, it's a contemporary song, radio-friendly. And I think what sold this one was the laser show.
0: The very good staging. Yes. Uh, I like the kind of, like, the beam of light that it looks like she was holding in her hands. Yes. I, I thought it was a cool effect.
1: Yeah, nice effect. And then the kind of laser beams that are shooting onto this kind of mirror glitter glitter-ball-type top that she's wearing. So... To imp- imply that you know she's being shot in the heart, you know, and, yeah. and hurts, and she's not bulletproof because she's going, you know, having a rough time. Mm. Uh, and I thought, I thought the, the staging, the effect of that was really good, and that perhaps was part of the reason why it got through to the final.
0: Yeah, I, I must admit, I wasn't massively taken with the song, uh, but you know, it, it was okay. I just, again, it did not blow me away.
1: Yeah. It improves, uh, and I like a bit of hairography there. There's a bit of hair flicking going off in that.
0: Hairography.
1: <laughs> so I can I can see why that one qualified.
0: It, yes, it, I can see why it did. A
1: very decent song that would have done well with the younger crowd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On to song number four, and that is Mendez, uh, featuring Alvaro Estrella, "Vamos, Amigos,"
0: which is basically quick. Let's go, friends. <laughs>
1: and it, it's it's latino rap i guess yeah uh, we've got heavy latin influences we've got uh, lyrics in english uh, i think a bit of spanish in there obviously mm-hmm. and some rapping as well and it's colorful it's bouncy yeah do you know you know mendes is known for this kind of type of song and it does what it says on the tin it's exactly what we expect from him to be honest
0: indeed i i, I it reminded me a lot of things like ricky martin you know living oh, la vida yeah. loca um, but you could see that he was having a ball he was having the time of his life, he loved it
1: Absolutely um, you said, you made a comment uh, that some of the performers when you first saw them you thought, it, does, it looks like you're not enjoying it
0: Yeah, look too serious and like, you know, smile for goodness sake
1: <laughs> <laughs> But it, it was a wonderfully colourful stage um, I can't say that the song is particularly my taste to uh, but Mendes is very popular um, over in Sweden. So I, I knew he would do well. I was yeah. umming and ahhing about whether or not he would actually get through to the final. And as it turned out, he didn't. It's another second chance for him. But again, he, he's a, he, depending on how the, the next couple of weeks pan out, he's a strong contender to get through to the final still from second chance. Yeah. On that. We do love a little bit of Latin, Latin at Melfest occasionally. There's oh, some, yeah. A little bit like of Latin a, pop. Every year there's almost something like that that pops up almost. <laughs> Moving on to Linda Bengzing. Uh with Alamina Soga. Sawyer. Sawyer, sorry. It's not not a hard G. <laughs> um I'm gonna need a minute, I think.
0: Oh it's okay, because, Gary. Um, you take all the time you need.
1: <laughs> she did so well. And, <laughs> you know, give the performance of her life and ultimately she came sixth, what is going on? <laughs> Uh. (laughs) So, Linda Veng's thing is, she's been doing Melfest for 15 years. This is her seventh time as uh, a solo artist, and that means she's a record holder, actually. Oh, okay. Nobody has competed in Melfest seven times as a solo artist. There are other artists who have performed more than seven times, but they've been maybe part of groups or duos or whatever. Okay. Okay. In terms of solo artists, Linda is our record holder, seven times. (laughs) <laughs> um I mean her first couple of songs in Melfest were brilliant and I still play them uh, quite a lot to this day. Um a la and Yo Yuga Shubra. Wonderful songs. Poppy, but then she experimented and she did other types of genres and styles <laughs> um, for the next sort of three or four songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're a bit like Yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm like,
1: oh Linda, can you please go back to Schlager? And you know what? She said she was going to go back to Schlager this year, and she
0: did. Oh, and then some.
1: Yeah, only only the second song that's in Swedish language from this heat. And I love the references. She's got, She in her the lyrics included Flickor. So there's a nod back to that. And also when you look at the staging, her poles of light, that is a nod to her original Melfest performance as well, because that's what the stage was set. It was huge columns of LED lights and stuff buzzing up and down for that year. So I just love those callbacks. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like a saying, I'm back, guys, and I'm doing Schlager like you want me to. <laughs> and she had a ball up there. She she looked so happy.
0: Oh, she was she was definitely enjoying herself. She had a lot of energy. She was, she was I think hers was the performance I enjoyed the most.
1: Whipping that crowd up into a frenzy. Yeah. But uh, alas, it was not to be she got knocked out at the first herb. No, and I know.
0: sixth. And know. Having,
1: well, yeah. So both of the Swedish language songs got booted out in the first hurdle. And is that
0: saying something?
1: I don't know. Is that it? Is, is And I believe a similar thing happened last week as well. It's the Swedish language songs that fall first. Mm. And I don't know. Is, is it the fact that perhaps the Swedes are looking a little bit more objectively at it and going, look, we need a song that's going to do well in Europe. It doesn't matter how nice we think it is. Yeah, but I have no doubt that there is an English version of that song that Linda has got on the shelf somewhere.
0: <laughs>
1: I know, I, I'm, i You know, it's probably stipulated as part of the entry. It's like if you want to sing in Swedish, you can, but we need you to make sure you've got an English version because we might want to use that as our in, as, when you go if you actually get the ticket. Well,
0: do you think? Do you think they might have that as a rule? Well,
1: I know. Um, certainly, when she when Linda did it back in two thousand and six. I know your Yuga Shabra has an English version. It's called I Lie So Well. Oh. But it's never seen the light of day to my knowledge. I have searched (laughs) for it. I would love to hear the English version, but never seen it. Um, So, and it's the same when um, Carola won with uh, "Ivy Kid," which became Invincible, as the English translation. So it was performed in Swedish in Melfest, but when it went to Eurovision, it was performed in English. So there was... A uh, precedent has been set. I feel.
0: Okay. Can I can I just say one thing as well about Linda's outfit? I thought it was fantastic.
1: The red, cat that, suit. Kind of like
0: red cat suit. But she was showing a bit of midriff as well. And you midriff. know, uh, she's certainly very trimming in shape. I thought it was very nineties, very steps that outfit.
1: Yeah. And uh, fun fact, that was not the original outfit uh, in rehearsals, uh, sort of Thursday Friday. Um, she was wearing a black outfit and they looked at the playback and she was disappearing into the background. That's uh, the way it was lit and stuff. And good choice then. So she decided, uh, yep, we need to go something a bit more bright so we can stand out. So that was switched out. Uh, a couple more songs to talk about. Paul Ray then uh, with Talking In My Sleep. Mid-tempo kind of ballad. Sam Smith-ish, I think it's it's been described as.
0: Yeah, I can see it.
1: I really, I wish I could get enthused about this or say a lot about it, but I can't really. It's just, it it is what it is.
0: Again, I didn't mind it. I thought lyrically, I thought it was a song that made the most sense <laughs> out of all <laughs> seven. Um, again, I thought the lyrics, yeah, they made sense. They were logical. They, I could understand that it, what he was trying to say. And some of the melodies were were pleasant enough. Um, I can see why it got through to Second Chance.
1: Yeah. And our last song, Anna Bergendahl with Kingdom Come. So Anna riding on the wave of goodwill from last year where she did far better than perhaps we anticipated with her comeback. She's back with a, a, a cracking song, to be honest. I have to give her it. It is um, a little bit Schlager-esque with the bells going bong-bong in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Elements of that, but it is a bang-up-to-date kind of pop with a little bit of a country twist. Cause I think it's just because the, the nature of her voice. Mm. You know, it sounds a little bit country to me, just a hint of it. Uh, For this, I think it's going to stick out because of the staging as well. Yeah. What did you think of that?
0: Um, Those dancers around her were quite interesting, (laughs) um, their outfits. I also thought her outfit was quite interesting. Was it a dress? Was it a trouser suit? What was it?
1: It looked like she'd lost a leg. It did, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, the boys in kilts. uh, Yeah. Dancing around, her, certainly put on a good show. They were not true Scotsmen, unfortunately. We did check carefully no. on the video playback, so slightly disappointing. However, foregone conclusion um, that she was going to go directly to the final. Yeah. No, no doubt in that. And the fact that she collapsed, you know, to the floor when they announced her as the first qualified finalist. Mm. I was a bit. Come on, Anna. Stop. You know, like you didn't know that you were going to get through. <laughs> really. Thought she was over egging it a little bit for that
0: yeah one. i thought she did overreact a tad yeah
1: so she was a definite qualifier i wasn't too sure who the second qualifier was going to be as i said i thought perhaps mendez uh dotter perfectly good overall for the semi not bad the strongest songs i suppose got through i just really wish linda could have got through to second chance at least and let, mm. let people you know hear the song once more i'm disappointed yeah. about yeah. that but that's just me because i like what linda does <laughs> sorry i'll stop i'll stop banging on about linda
0: yeah i I just thought it was very serious like like i said earlier and and that like all the songs were all the people and the artists were taking themselves dreadfully seriously and to the point where i felt like they weren't really enjoying it or it came across that they weren't yeah um Except obviously for um, Mendez, Linda, and Anna, who were having the times of their lives,
1: <laughs> <laughs> knowing how to work a crowd. Yeah, we shall be back next week, where we'll be covering uh, covering covering. Sorry, because oh, I'm looking at Kingdom Come. <laughs> we'll be covering semi-final three, which is at Lulio. Until then. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you would like to comment, please do feel free to pop a comment below this podcast. Send us an email not often heard at gmail.com or just find us on social media. Until then, it's goodbye from me.
0: And goodbye from me.
1: Bye bye.